Hi everyone, I hope you're all doing okay. It's Charlie Webster here. Thanks again for joining us for a new episode of My Sporting Mind. I'm super, super chuffed to welcome England World Cup winning rugby player and Bristol captain Amber Reid to the podcast. Welcome along, Amber. How have you been? Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting time, I think, like me, for most other people. So, yeah, just trying to stay positive, get some good training in and, uh, yeah, make the most of this opportunity yeah. that's kind of been thrown at us. Have you been managed to do a bit of training? Um, yeah, we've been really lucky, to be fair. Like me and my housemate, Sarah Byrne, have had a gym to use. And, yeah, we've been really lucky. And it's obviously not the best circumstances and wouldn't wish it on anyone. But actually, it's a situation that's not in our control. But you just got to make the most of it. And I think we've done, done our best to do that. Are you enjoying paddleboarding as well? <laughs> <laughs> so you've been, you've been doing it in Bristol, right? Yeah, I've had the board for quite a while. Um, me and Sarah have been out quite a bit and her family got her a paddleboard for her birthday so yeah we've been on a few trips up and down the Avon trying to find some new places and uh yeah I've got a dog called Angus so he gets kind of chucked on the front of the board and I think he's growing to like it a little bit more um but yeah still jury's out on that one but no it's it's definitely good to have other things outside training and we've had some really nice weather so just trying to make the most of it and just go on a bit of an explore and a bit of an adventure so it's been good fun. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to hear positivity in that sense. I think it's really important. And Amber, in March, you posted about mental health on your Instagram. And you said mental health is something that you've not been particularly good at. I wonder if you could expand on that, what you mean by it. Yeah, I think just growing up, I didn't feel like I wanted to burden other people with my problems. So if I felt a bit down... I generally think I'm quite resilient. So I just kind of try and pick myself back up and kind of brush it off and get on with it. But more recently, I've just taken a couple of like bigger knocks through injury um, and for a bit of frustration that I haven't been able to shake off as well as some challenges that I had in the past. And that's kind of when I started to realise the importance of speaking to other people and trying to share how I was feeling and just be a bit more honest with myself and other people which is kind of why I said I haven't been that good at it in the past I've always taken it seriously and it's something that does affect a lot of people and can can seriously affect a lot of people as well um had a Bristol teammate uh, a few years ago who was an incredible person but she took her own life and um I think you kind of realize then that if it happens to someone close to you it's kind of a bit of a realization and you would have never have known that she was going through struggles because she was like she turned up for to training with like cakes and bits and pieces and she like threw herself into it and she was yeah amazing and but, probably doing what you said you do probably trying to be resilient trying to put on a, a face and trying to not burden people yeah you just try and kind of take it on the chin yourself and I think when it gets to a point and it doesn't for everyone, um, but it kind of gets to that point where I couldn't really do it on my own anymore. And that's when I kind of reached out to a few other people. I wasn't particularly good at it to start off with. Um, I think it definitely takes a bit of practice in terms of opening up. And yeah, I definitely feel like I'm a lot better and a lot more honest now with how I feel than I ever have been before. Do you still view it as something that, I don't know, you need to put up and kind of deal with it? and? be resilient or do you see it more as actually that is resilience in that sense does that make sense yeah I think there's still certain challenges where resilience is really important but I've come to realize that actually the scale of 
the challenge or the problem doesn't directly relate to how you can feel. So with my injuries, I had a really serious injury a couple of years ago with my back. That was a real challenge. And at times I did feel down about that. But last year I picked up another injury, which wasn't near as serious as the one before. But that's the one that really hit me. So I don't think the scale of the challenge directly relates to the resilience that you need. I think it's important to still focus on that resilience, but I think it's equally as strong to be able to admit that you are struggling. And that's the strength that I didn't have before. I still don't think I'm perfect at it now by any stretch of the imagination and I still need to push myself, but it's something that I've come to realise and that I do more frequently than I have after. And what, Why do you think the last injury you got affected you more? Was it because it was, you know, you'd worked so hard to get through the other one and then that happened even though it was in terms of the physicality of it less? Yeah, I think you worked so hard, like you said, to come back from the other one and then you just get hit with another one and the the back injury that nearly put me out of rugby wasn't my first injury by far. I seemed to have plagued me for the last like five six years every year I've kind of picked up something that's kept me out for a few months so I'm kind of used to building back up and then to come back from the back injury to then get hit with another one I think in my head I was like why why me why now and yeah it was just kind of frustrating so I was it was literally in the warm-up of the first game of the season playing last year's champions so I was, felt like I was in a really good place trained really hard like I hadn't skipped any of my sessions done on my extras so I felt like I was in a good place and I think that's what brought me crashing back down a little bit more as well that I felt like I was ready to go and then couldn't really see where it had come from I think I'm quite a logical person so if I'd skipped a couple of sessions or I hadn't done something I'd be like yeah that's that's your fault like you missed missed out on that or you didn't do that which is which has caused it but in my head I couldn't see the logical process of events happening and for me that was really hard to kind of piece together and I think that's why I struggled with the last one so much. I think a lot of people could understand that in a way because it's like you had everything under control and that was something that you couldn't control so you couldn't logically work out why that happened to you and how did you deal with that frustration? Uh, To start off with a bit upset but I wanted to do the best for my team so kind of took myself off a little bit tried to put on a brave face in the changing room obviously captaining with Clara still had kind of a job to do um trying to get the girls ready for the game so kind of did did our chats before the match and then just kind of stayed behind in the changing room had a little cry um and then kind of pulled myself together and went in the stand and tried to help the girls out and then yeah, try to do that for a couple of weeks. So I turn up to training, do my rehab, go and watch training, see if I can help in any way, bits of advice here and there. And then that frustration just kind of built over time. And then it just got to a point where I just didn't want to be around training. I just didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to talk about rugby. I went to watch games at the weekend to support Bristol because I really wanted them to do well. But I didn't want to be near the coaches. I didn't want to be near anyone not playing I just kind of hid under my cap and yeah just watched the game from a distance so yeah that's kind of the bit that I started to started to realize that I struggled with after kind of just going through it trying to help out yeah and that was like the realization and you said that you did bit by bit start to 
reach out a little bit and, and know that maybe you needed a bit more help or a support network there. Um, how did you actually do it and how did it make you feel? What was the reaction? I think my physios at Bristol played a massive part. They were really good in kind of, they kind of ask you how you are. You'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. And they'd ask you again. You'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> ask you for the third time. And the third time is the one that really gets you. So if you're not sure about how someone is, ask them three times. And by the third one, you tend to get the honest answer. So I found it really useful speaking to them. And because it was kind of informal, as in I was getting physio treatment for my injury, which has helped me get better. I guess it's kind of like that physio, like sports therapist, um, Lucy, who helped me out as well, kind of similar. Or like at a hairdresser, you tend to divulge a lot more information than you would just sat down talking about your problems face to face. So I think that kind of helped ease me into one, recognising how I was feeling, but also having the confidence to say it out loud. Because I think before I'd realised that I wasn't quite me, I wasn't quite right. But actually, when you say it out loud, you're admitting that. So that was kind of like the first step in being able to speak to them. And then one of my other friends was going through a tough time as well. And I guess I felt like I could speak to her because we had a bit of common ground. It wasn't through the same situation, but actually we could relate on how each other were feeling. Mm. Um, And then she kind of pushed me into phoning up the RPA. So the Rugby Players Association do amazing work. And they, as an England um, player, we get that access to that support so they have a hotline for mental health that you can phone up and um yeah so my friend kind of pushed me into doing that and I've hung up a few times like dialed the number I'll put it down but then eventually I was like well, I've just got to do this and then just yeah phoned up and it was quite nice to speak to someone who doesn't know you doesn't know any of your friends like you can literally just speak to someone and yeah just be honest with them and then they put me in touch with someone in Bristol and yeah I went to see him for for a session and felt loads better after Um, so yeah that was kind of like the process on how things unfolded and what do you think you learn about yourself now that you you know I mean you're you're talking to me and I can imagine you probably wouldn't have had this conversation with me a year ago or (laughs) two years ago so what do you think you learned most about that process or about yourself that I'm strong enough to like people don't see me as a very emotional person I'm generally like that duck on water analogy like quite calm but underwater I could be swimming as fast as I can so like on the surface I'm quite calm but actually knowing what emotions I'm feeling um, was the first thing and then to be able to talk about them because I think before like my, my emotions would build up that frustration sadness anger would build up but I wouldn't be able to articulate how I was feeling which is probably what put me off a little bit before like when you talk to someone you want to be able to describe exactly how you're feeling to be able to have a positive outcome from it but if you just a bit vague on I'm just feeling a bit like I like I just get to the point where I I don't feel right but I don't know how how to say it so I think now I'm better at being able to articulate how I'm feeling which then allows me to have I feel more confident in making those conversations because I can have a conversation about it rather than just get to a point where I can't say what I feel. Um, I think, yeah, I think one of the most important things is to be able to recognise what you're actually feeling because I think it's actually really hard sometimes. 
so you kind of you did come back through that back injury um I was reading an article that you've done, um, although where somebody interviewed you, and in it you kind of said a stepping stone. I wonder if you could talk through how you did it, because I always say, you know, how to cope with that big goal, you know, yours was getting back into rugby and not, you know, and actually playing again. But how did you break it down? For me, like having spoken to the physio and the SNC, it was the little things that I wanted to tick off. So rugby was the big point so I just missed out on the round of contracts that gone out for England but at that point I wasn't even thinking about playing for England again I just wanted to be able to run and be able to play rugby um, or just be able to play sport so the stepping stones were more okay by the end of these couple of weeks I want to be able to do this um, that's pain free or I want to be able to get to this in like four weeks time just seeing how you feel ticking those off because I knew that if I got to that bit it will lead to the next phase so that's kind of how I looked at it just lots of goals that weren't too far apart but things that were achievable because if you look at a big target like getting back to rugby there's so many facets of the game that kind of come into that you've got the contact speed change direction that it all becomes a bit overwhelming so I just tried to break it down into smaller bits. And then I think the hardest thing for me, again, like I said, I'm quite logical, so I like a process. Mm. It was, uh, we don't know how long it's going to take, but we'll just see what happens, was kind of how we were going along with it, which was frustrating. But because I hadn't, didn't have that goal to be back for a certain game in season or to be back for a certain tournament, it felt like it was a little bit easier to just, I don't care how long this takes, if I get back, it'll be worth it. What was it like when you did go back for the first time? Um, just to be back running around with your mates was quite nice in training, um, rather than kind of running up and down the sideline with your S&C. Although <laughs> they, the S&C guys are brilliant. They don't quite match up to just being able to play, play rugby and run around. So the first game I came back for, so I made it back just before the end of the season. No one put me down as an emotional person, but I had a few tears um, when the team team sheet came up in the meeting room on the Thursday before. So, yeah, I was just kind of thankful to everyone that had helped me get to that point. But I knew that I'd put in a hell of a lot of hard work to get there as well. So, yeah, I was just kind of was pleased with how I'd come through. Um, I know everybody's listening to this, but I'm actually watching you. I can see you have like a massive smile on your face. Your like cheeks are like in your eyes. It was nice to see. You were talking about the game of rugby. How demanding is it? And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about mentally. And, you know, how do you recover mentally from a match? Um, so during the season, I kind of have a switch off, switch off day. So on Sunday, I won't do anything rugby related. I tend to leave it, put the game to bed, and then I can look at it objectively later on in the week. Um, but Sunday is my recovery day in terms of we'll go for a swim, go for a walk, uh, we'll go for a paddle ward if the weather's nice. Kind of anything that's different. Myself and Sarah like coffee, so there's plenty of places to choose from in Bristol. So yeah, we'll just kind of switch off completely, we won't talk about rugby. And then I feel like I'm in a good place come the start of the week. Because again, Monday's a hard session because you front load your week. So you have to be on it come then. So to have a complete switch off day and then hit the ground running on Monday is definitely a good tactic that I found um, that works for me. Do you find it hard to switch off? Yeah, I like to be on the go quite a lot. And I think before I worked as a teacher, so you got your, your time when you're teaching and you throw yourself into that. And then any off time, 
you tend to dedicate to rugby because you've got your training so you've got your normal kind of eight till four working day and then you're fitting in your running sessions your weight sessions in and around that so it felt like I didn't wasn't able to switch off until eight nine in the evening but then you've got your little analysis bits and pieces and you need to fit them in somewhere so when I came when I got contracted last September and came into the setup I was a bit bored for a while just because you're constantly on the go but when you throw yourself into it you find that you're although you haven't got as much to do in the day the physical toll and the mental toll that training takes takes it out of you but it's really nice to have that time during the day to get all the little bits and pieces done um so not just the training but kind of the admin side of rugby and then I can get home at kind of four or five o'clock and just relax and switch off so I'm definitely a lot better now than I I was before <laughs> and you've had some amazing highs in your career I know we've kind of focused on and your low times a little bit but there's so much inspiration within that and how you fought back um you won the world cup in 2014 uh, beating canada in paris what is it like now when you reflect back on that yeah it was really special i remember it was my first i'd only been in the squad kind of two years um so i was still quite quite young and inexperienced in, in terms of a, a lot of the other girls but it was just an incredible experience i've kind of got mixed feelings about obviously the world cup i didn't play as much as i wanted to um but then i was probably kind of aware of that i was up against rachel burford who still is a phenomenal rugby player and then back in 2014 she definitely would have been one of the best centers or if not the best center there so kind of competing for a place alongside a, a world-class talent when you're quite young and new is going to be really difficult so yeah i got my shot at the world cup but got injured about two minutes in um <laughs> which wasn't ideal. So I think for me, it was an incredible experience. And even to be a part of that squad and I'd put in all the effort to get there, I probably didn't feel like I offered as much as I could have done to the team at that point. I was a great water girl. Put in all my effort to kind of help the team in other ways. But yeah, I still remember being stood on the pitch at, at the end and you don't quite feel like you're in your own body you feel like you're watching it from above yeah it was very surreal and you mentioned about you know captain in and you mentioned you know your role and how you had to be a leader in the dressing room and then you then had a little bit of cry <laughs> um, what's the rugby environment like in terms of mental health and being able to kind of express the the emotional side of the game I think well sport in general has a way to go in terms of creating an open environment where everyone feels like they can be really comfortable with saying how they feel. But I do think that rugby is ahead of a lot of sports. Um, I think a lot of times being a professional sports person, you feel like you should be really grateful for every opportunity. And you should, because it is almost, it is a dream career for a lot of people. But you've also got to realise that it, it is a job. Um, you are playing sport for your job, but it comes with the same pressures as lots of other places. So speaking out about your mental health is is okay. And the more players that are now doing it creates that environment where other players can then feel confident in saying how they feel as well. Um, so I do think rugby is ahead of quite a lot of sports, but I think in general it still has a has a way to go. What do you think it needs that then for more people to keep speaking out? Yeah, for, for more people to speak out and just be really honest. But I think it also comes down to 
creating a coaching environment where players don't feel like they're going to be judged for having a tough time. I think a lot of players get put off because they don't want to seem weak or like they're struggling in front of coaches who are ultimately making selection whether they yeah. go at the weekend. Because they'll feel like um, they may not get picked, right? Yeah, definitely. And your ultimate goal is if you're a professional sports person, you want to then be on the field at the end of the day playing with your teammates in front of the crowd. So you don't want to put, do anything to put that in jeopardy, but actually sharing the problem, talking to the right people allows you to be free and allows you to play properly. So it's about creating that environment where you don't feel like you're going to be at a detriment for being honest with how you feel. Mm. Amber, you, you said throughout this whole conversation and I can tell, um, you know, that it's been a process of you being able to, to reach out and, you know, you gave that great analogy about kind of almost paddling underwater, but looking absolutely still and perfect in your, in the top. What would you say to anyone that also finds that really hard about struggling out there? Take the small steps. So even if you're not speaking, you don't have the confidence to speak to someone or there's no one you can speak to at that moment in time, just write it down. You try and then articulate, like we said, it's really difficult to say how you feel sometimes and put it in words. But even if you don't feel like you can speak to someone at that time, just write it on a bit of paper because then you'll gradually build that up and it's still an outlet. You're still being honest with how you feel, but that will then start like the stepping stones of coming back to rugby. It's the stepping stone then to find that person that you can be really honest with. And there's loads of helplines out there. So if you don't want to speak to someone you know, there's like the Samaritans helpline you can phone up and you can speak to someone who has spoken to a lot of people in similar situations and who can help and even if it's just listening um I found that that was really helpful for me as well just having someone to listen to that wasn't going to judge me or didn't reflect on any other part of my life but I felt like I could speak to them and just kind of get it out and it, it definitely feels loads better when you you talk to someone anyone whoever that may be yeah yeah it definitely does and you had so much influence when you were younger. So finally, I'd love to ask you, you know, to any young people that are aspiring to get into rugby, um, what advice would you give them? Um, I think the main thing is you enjoy it. And remember, always remember why you started um, would be the, the main thing. Like you can train hard, you make loads of friends along the way. But if you keep coming back to why you do something and why you start, you picked up the game in the first place, you always remember why why you loved it and why you took that stepping stone to to get your parents to drive you around to wash your muddy kit and all those bits and pieces because if I'm enjoying something and I really look forward to playing on a Saturday with my team it makes the sessions where you almost come into a crawl or you're trying to get through your last set in weights you look forward to the Saturday so you want to train hard to be in the best place to do so so always remember why you enjoy playing the game. So I'm going to ask you another question then before we go, why? What's your why? <laughs> um, because I get to meet and play with some incredible people. So first and foremost, it's for the teammates around me. But I also love a challenge. And I find that rugby challenges me physically and mentally to get better. So yeah, they're my two, two reasons why. Good reasons why. Thank you so much, Amber, for coming on the podcast. I really, really appreciate, appreciate uh, your time. Yeah, it was really nice to chat to you. Oh, thank you. And thanks to Sporting Minds Charity for their support. Please remember, as Amber said, there is help. If you are struggling, you can contact and check out the help and advice from Mind, the Samaritans, which Amber also mentioned, and the NHS line 111 is available 24 hours a day. 
seven days a week. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and speak again soon.